tell me a story. In this century and moment of mania, tell me a story. Make it a story of great distances and starlight. The name of the story will be time. But you must not pronounce its name. Tell me a story of deep delight. Robert Penn Warren Blisters bubble as you clutch a red dragon. A bearded woman punches from behind her flagon. Dead bog all around, you're sinking in the sand. An important contract turns to ash in your hands. All of these things might happen, so let's form a truce. I'll make sure you don't slip in any cauldron juice. So you guys are all on the beach, and uh, uh, this middle-aged woman in front of you, she just said, uh, Kosef Stormwind was my father. Uh, what do you do? How's that possible? She's like, uh, what do you mean? My mom and dad... And a woman loves a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my father he uh he left when i was really young i think 10 <laughs> what was written down here i can't remember uh i think it was eight eight wasn't it oh uh, yeah yeah um he he left when i was eight i haven't seen him since uh, my mother died a, a few years ago and i took it upon myself to uh make uh make some differences in the world and she she inspired me greatly and I found my way here, met met some of these fine folk, and she gestures over to uh, uh, Kvor and uh, Wesley, and uh, we've been trying to right some wrongs, and uh, we're, we've been doing that in Rooklyn for the last few so weeks now. we've been traveling with your father for the last several weeks, and I have only met him, what would you say, Grant, a couple months ago? Um, n- no. <laughs> Who's Grant? <laughs> I am God. <laughs> I am the god of this world. Uh, no, so... Uh, Yo, almighty DM. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, actually, uh, I, have a per- I have a timeline of everything. And, uh, yeah, you, you've actually pretty much got it. I think it's, like, um, a, right. a little over a month ago. Because um, you guys were on right. the sea for a couple of yeah. weeks. And then you were at the monastery for a couple of weeks, but the events in between those things kind of only happened right, in like a quick. day or two's time so, frame. So, yeah. I have only known mm-hmm. your father for a couple months, like for a month, max. She's looking right? at you, and she just looks kind of confused. Like, can I... She can tell that you're telling the truth. Can I shoot, like, a uh, an investigative look towards Wesley to see if, like, he says she's cool or not? Um, yeah, so you like look over like uh like side side eye uh, like at Wesley, and he like shrugs a little bit. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> God damn it! Sal steps up and and goes, uh, hey, what about uh, what about Kosef? 
We have to what rescue him. What are we going to do about him? We've got to save him. He's just gone? Your father's missing. Rescue him? Yeah. The, the, the map, the starry map. Didn't Tam just... Sal, Sal goes, Tam took that with her. Right. Uh, unless... Yes. And she, like, but points... we have a prisoner. She points to Xander, <laughs> and she's like, he's got the other gem, and who knows what that will do. If you put some dwarven blood on it, I don't think uh, I haven't seen you guys try that yet. Well, considering we're short of dwarves. Well, I've got 23 health, so if somebody else wants to bleed on this gem, they can. <laughs> Xander, what were you saying about Rodos? I'm going to... Am I, am I still touching the gem? I mean, yeah, you still have it. All right, so I'm going to kind of like, you know, project this feeling of tricking Rodos and just having him tell us where the Dragon Club is. Okay. And you're projecting it just to her? Uh, to everybody but Rodos. Okay, and what? describe exactly what the feeling is you're trying to get across. So, really, the feeling is just tricking Rodos into telling us where Kosif right. disappeared to. Uh, but, like, how, how tricking him how? As soon as he does that, I want to walk over to Rodos, look him dead in the eyes, and say, You hurt my friends, you hurt me. And the first chance I get, I'm sticking you through. He's kind of like sitting in the sand and his hands were bound. And I'm not I'm not going to be aggressive. I just want to look him dead in the eye and know, let him know that I'm going to fucking kill that guy. Make an intimidation check. 18, motherfucker. Oh, plus four intimidation. Sorry, charisma. Plus four. 22. He looks up at you. He does not maintain eye contact. He looks away after a moment. I just kind of do my eyes... Like the, the finger eye-to-eye thing. Walk away. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, you're totally doing that thing. Oh, yeah. Like, and just walk your away. eyes and then point at them. Okay. So you guys uh, yeah, go, let's go a little ways let's, away. I like motion to walk over to talk about it away from Rodos. Okay. All right. So he's on the beach. I don't think you, you need to do much. Uh, the, the orc Kvor agrees to like go stand near him and wait. Uh, he, he's, you know, everybody's like, knows what, what you guys are doing because of what Xander projected out. So, all right. So you guys are at least out of earshot and what do you, what do you guys want to say? So can I continue projecting my plan for tricking Rodos? Yeah. I mean, you can just say it out loud. You guys are far enough away. Yeah. Perfect. So I've got a plus nine in deception here, so I could probably convince him that I'm going to betray you guys to join Dragon Club, considering that X offered me a thing since I lied so well to him. I think that's a great idea. Uh, I think that's a great idea, except for that he might actually do it. I don't. We know him. He's been on our side for weeks now. Sal looks over at Xander and then back to Aziza and goes, You think that... He might. He's lying to us right now. I don't think he's necessarily lying to us right now. I'm just saying if the money is better on the other side, I'm not sure I could convince what would happen. I'm not sure I'd be convinced what would happen. I'm going to put my hand on Aziza's shoulder and say, sometimes you need faith. I look at him and say, you're a trusting numbskull. <laughs> are you Are you a paladin now? No. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that you need to have faith in people. I think we should convince him that we have one of the gems. He knows we have a gem. A different gem. The gem that opens the next gate that they want to open. <clears throat> Sal, Sal just says, uh, she says, I just, I don't think Rodos will care. Uh, he, he, like, he 
look at him. He's just a shitty asshole who's trying to, I don't know, what what did that guy say? He's like moving up the ranks in whatever bullshit. Look, uh, don't we have the belt? Can we use the belt the same way they did? Uh, sounds like, what? well, what do you mean? Rodos was really upset or looked really disappointed when I took the belt off of him. If we if we all hold on to each other, we can kind of do the same thing Kosif did and go wherever the belt takes us, right? I mean, that makes sense. Probably Rose, um, the the middle-aged woman, um, who's like tan and has black hair, just mm-hmm. like Kosif, looks totally spitting image. And she she's like, I don't feel like you're lying. I'm very confused, but if you say that you've been with my father for the last month or two can can someone project an image of the last time we saw him to like show hand me the gem hand me the gem please hand me the gem oh god please (laughs) 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 anthel had an idea though he can't articulate it he hands me the gem right sure why not okay and i project to everybody no wait i need you to make a will saving throw (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I can't touch the gem, can I? Depends what you roll. So that's a 10. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I'm holding on to the gem, and I project to everybody my first encounter with Kosif, where we had a fabulous drinking game against one another, in which he barely won because he's a bastard sailor. Okay, so you guys all see this, like, pretty vivid image that starts out is like uh the first time that um that kosef and aziza really were interacting one of the first times and it starts with these students in this really nice almost like a cabin but it's uh you get the feeling it's the inside of a monastery and the vision starts off very clear and the students chanting and drinking and then the vision gets blurrier and blurrier and you just get the vague feeling that like kosef somehow won <laughs> it seems like a loss in my book. I definitely lost. You all get like a twinge at the end when when she comes to the inevitable conclusion of the memory of the hangup or the the hangover she had the next day. <laughs> you know, you all get a, the slight feeling of of the hangover for a second. Now you all feel my pain. <laughs> do you want to hand the gem back? Yes, do it. I I shoot her a really really evil glare. Rose takes the gem out of your hands uh, and holds it up and like looks to the sunlight through it and, and is kind of just like looking at it for a second. She she turns it around so she's kind of holding it upside down because there is kind of a, a bottom to it and it's you guys all see this um, the copper like bottom it's like a claw and wiring that hold it, hold the gem it's like a holding case for it just kind of makes it have a flat bottom this is uh, strange magics, and I, I do believe you. Uh, the, the, the memories are, are convincing. Uh, if you're, you have some other plan, I'm going to fall for it, because I believe you. And she hands it back to Xander. All right. But wait, aren't they, like, the same age? Uh, are you going to say that to her? Well, in a, in a different way. So say it. Visually, she looks older. She looks middle-aged, uh, like, late... 40s. Kosif is like mid-early 30s. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, does that look like your father? Uh, she goes, the person in, in the visions, my, my father, he looks as though, exactly as I remember him. 
he looks like he hasn't aged at all. How long ago was that, Aziza? That memory? Like I said, only about a month or plus. That that was 40 years ago. Kosef has a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... We need to get Kosif back. The longer we stand here waiting around, the more in danger he is. Right, but how do we activate the belt? Well, it looks like they were playing with stones, and there's a stone on this belt. Are you going to take it out? Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to take the belt out. I just... Before, like, We don't want to fuck with it unless we're all prepared and all holding on to each other, because if somebody disappears randomly... Yes. I agree. We're... We're fucked. Let's all hold so, hands and sing Kumbaya. Let I why don't we have we have Rotos? <laughs> Can't we like get Rotos to tell us how the belt works? Xander pulls the the belt out of his bag. It's like a a, a brown leather belt, and it's um a, a three or, or four inches wide. It's pretty wide. It's got some inlays and it's stained, and it has a, a buckle on uh, and a latch on on either end. There's a like a pouch, a couple pouches that hang from it, a couple of slots. Uh, in the thick leather for putting things. About in the middle, dangling off the side, there's a small black oval-shaped stone that is flat on one side, and it looks like it has white paint in little patterns and runes on one side. Also, kind of like a point before we even try fiddling with this belt and try going to the Dragon Club hideout or wherever... Um, we do have the purple gym with us, and if the red gym was any indication, that's going to be a dead giveaway that we've come and are crashing their party. What do we want to do about that? Do we need to leave, like, somebody behind with the gym, or what do we do with it? I trust Rose, and I trust Wesley. If we leave it with them, I think it would be good. Rose says, fuck you, I'm going with. Yeah, I mean. Okay, Wesley? So you motion Wesley over, I think he was talking with Kvor next to Rodos. Would you be willing to take the gem under your care? He goes, uh, the, the gem? And then he, like, sees the thing in Xander's hand. And he's like, uh, that? I mean, I'll hold on to it for you, sure. Does anyone have a better idea? We gather our strength, and then we go fuck with the belt, see where we can go? Sal says, you know, it could come in handy. Uh, it could give us away, but it could be our saving grace. Well, it depends. Depends where we end up. But I trust Anthel, and if Anthel trusts Wesley, then it'll probably be safe. I do think Wesley will take care of it, but it, it kind of depends whether or not we'll find a use for it. I'm hesitant to leave it behind. I mean, I, I, I am too at the same time, though. Like, I don't want to lose it if we go there. Yeah. Sal goes, it's not like they'll get what they want out of it besides, you know, it being useful. Right. Well, Sal, maybe you can stay here and safeguard it for us. That sounds like a really convenient way to get rid of me, and I'm on board. (laughs) I just heard a great voice booming from the sky saying he's on board with leaving Sal with the gym. Because I was never that interesting of a character anyway. No, uh, she doesn't say that. You were really tired of maintaining that, were you? (laughs) No, I just think it'd be good to have them together, and it's easier for us to move around and stuff. Sal's like, yeah, you know what? I can figure out what... Uh, these guys have going on here. Uh, the question is, are you guys going to take Rotos with you? Hmm. Good question. <sighs> Can I just kill him now? Get. We should go over know. there and get I mean, get like, any... how much value add is he as a hostage? Who would want a skinny little rat? I would love, love, love to test out my new sword. And I pull it out, and it's glowing red. Sal stops you from pulling it out all the way of your sheath and, like, pushes your hand back down. She's like, okay. Come on. You're better than that. You're right. You're right. Mother... God damn it. <laughs> what are you guys going to do? Um, 
Well, he could be a good bargaining chip if we need to, like, bargain with Dragon Club, but if we lose him, we lose, really, any chance that we have of getting either alive if we have to bargain with him. I say leave him behind. <laughs> the question is, is that does, does the Dragon Club think that he is worth bargaining for? Probably not. Let's leave him behind, and if Probably we can not. find some sort of uh, way to kind of convince him to join our side again, because we like adding NPCs to our party for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, so Wesley, Wesley is kind of like listening in, and he's like, "Look, we're uh, we're kind of resisting uh, Rook Glen right now." They got their hands full. We're trying to keep the Earl of Rookland from taking over total control and, and having power over all the people. And we've started a resistance against his tyranny. And we have stockades and, and jails. We I'd be happy to take your, your prisoner for you. Sounds good to me. Let's storm the fortress and keep Roto's prisoner. Yep, I agree. So Salas holds out her hand for the gem and she goes... Well, are you uh, gonna hang on to that, or am I holding on? I'm handing the gym to Sal. <laughs> We're gambling so much right now. Oh my god! We should take something of Rodus's with us to prove that he's alive. Why would we want to prove he's alive? We could just be like, "Hey, we killed him." Uh, bargaining chip. He pretty much only had his belt on him. Like his, his he just had robes. You're right. His you're belt. right. You're right. Okay, I guess that has to be good enough. Yeah. Sal goes up and. Uh, Kvor, like, hoists Rodos to his feet, and because he can tell by your guys' body language that you guys are, like, done talking, and he goes over. Um, we should probably rest first <laughs> before we mess with the belt. Well, I I'm going to say that this kind of, like, talking period counted as a short rest, and I already set you guys back up for health and spell slots. Cool. Woo! And you guys also, in between episodes, the, the audience doesn't really know this, but I rewarded the players for doing such a good job. <laughs> By leveling them up twice. So, um, yeah. And so uh, Kvor, Kvor is like holding the basically the the binding between Rodus's hands behind his back. And he walks over to Anthel and he, and he goes, uh, it's, it's been a few weeks, my friend. And he like holds out his hand to shake Anthel's hand. I take it back and say, same to you, my friend. Take care. We're on a dangerous journey. I'm not sure what you're up to, but it sounds important. And then he turns to Xander and he goes, And I owe you a debt of gratitude. And I say, Your voice seems deeper from last time we met. <laughs> With your help, we escaped the Earl, and I can't wait to make him regret it. Hear, hear. Indeed. So they start their way back up uh, toward the path. That's uh, Sao, Wesley, Ewan, and he's like, I'll, uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys when you get back. And Kvor, and they walk up, uh, and they take the left path toward the Maple City. And you guys are standing there, the three of you, plus Rose, and you've got this belt that Xander is holding. <laughs> and at that, I think we're going to take a quick break. Hello, this is your DM Grant, and Mary, whatever time of year it is that you're listening to this, I have... A plea of you. If you love this show, if you want to see more, you want to know the story, you know there's so much left untapped, as I do, then share it uh, with your friends and literally take their phones from them, open their podcast app, download Cauldron Juice, and, uh, you know, maybe they'll like it. I hope to have more for you very soon. I love you. You're wonderful. That's it. That's all. 
Enjoy. Joseph, you were beaten up and picked up and uh, taken to taken outside of the tent you were in into uh, a, another tent and held up there. And they left you there for not that long, a, a few minutes, but basically enough for you to level up. No, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you uh, <laughs> just because of the way this works out, you need to level up too. So they, they're going to leave you um, for a second. Then they come and get you, um, take you out they're kind of I, I I don't know how you're going to go with them like they've got your uh hands tied in front of you and they did put some shackles around your ankles so that you're uh would you'd be unable to run uh, only take you know limited steps gotcha so they they hooked those onto you the tent that you were in was smaller but much like the last one and uh they they take you out of the tent do you are you just going to walk along with them or you're gonna fight bodily, or you're gonna wait for the opportune moment. I don't know what your what your plan is. What do I see outside the tent? What does this area look like? And sorry, how many people are with me right now? How many of the fight the Dragon Club members? There's a gr- small group of them, about six. You'd recognize a couple from your encounter with them in Firelight. You'd recognize a couple of them from standing in the forest behind X. And X is there. Two tieflings, one male, one female, kind of grab you around the arms and lead you out of this tent. And when you come out of this tent, you see like a big ring. Like a huge, massive ring. For people from Earth, kind of like Stonehenge. Uh, there, there are ten massive stone pillars more much more evenly spaced than Stonehenge and they're across from each other around this ring and there's a huge stone ring that is uh in the middle of them and it's it's probably about between five and ten feet away from the ring of huge stone pillars that go around the outside the this ring is like on the ground in the grass it's clearly been here a long time and then like a, like it's been dug out a little ways, like maybe about a foot down. In the center of this ring is like most of the area of this large circle, and it's stone. And and you look down uh, as they take you past the pillars into this. It's it's like a smooth stone, and there's brass inlays all over it, like a big mandala. And they help you step over this lip of this ring to get down into the middle and you're struck by how much the patterns remind you of the room where the purple portal was the big the big portal that you opened up last time the same type of patterns are are all weaving their way across this smooth stone there are on the on the ring as you step over it this big stone ring there are the same runes that were on the ring that was the portal uh, in the temple You guys really need to get a new decorator. I think the same guy's been doing the same job all over the place and just ripping everyone off, you know. <laughs> Seen this pattern all over town these days. Uh, okay, Kosef Dameron. 
<laughs> the best damn ship pilots in the galaxy. Uh, one of them's like, uh, shut up, this is supposed to be serious. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they take you toward the center of, of this circle. And as they do, uh, X kind of steps in front of you guys and you stop and you're kind of near the middle. He like taps his foot on the ground kind of kind of hard. And then a brass pillar, uh, very similar to that same one, that same first one you saw, starts rising out of the ground. And then the top of it slides open. And there's a place to put a gem. Um, but this this one, this brass, the small black brass pillar, the place to put the gem, the little uh, in, indent, is bigger for a bigger gem. And the red gem is a bigger gem. Yeah, and uh, X pulls it out. Uh, uh, does any? Does either of the two club members holding my arms have a weapon on their side? Make a perception check. <laughs> First one all game. Congrats! Oh my god, my heart, my heart is beating. <laughs> Eighteen. You recognize that a few of the Dragon Club members on their right boot. There is a little, like, lip and, like, leather top, I guess. And that in there, a few of the Dragon Club members' uh, right boots, there's, like, a thin dagger that goes down their boot. And the one on your left, uh, his right boot does have it. The, The Dragon Club tiefling on your right, they're both tieflings. She does not have one, but they're otherwise just have their belts. Um, uh, I don't want this to go down. I don't want to see another portal open. X looks at you. Um, X looks at you, and uh, hey, hey, Mister X, um, didn't you forget to do something before this? He goes, "Oh, you know what? You're right. I did forget <laughs> something. In fact." Oh, good. We wouldn't have been able to do this without you here. Oh shit! Uh, I've... He, he holds up, uh, he holds up the gem, and, and he shows you the bottom, and there's the copper like claw on the bottom. It's holding it. He's like, these weren't here originally. They were put on by somebody I think you knew, actually. <laughs> Dead now, unfortunately. Can't come rescue you, but uh, Master Sword certainly was a pain in our ass. I can't open it as long as this is on here. And he's like pointing at the uh, the copper claw. Shoot, that is uh, unfortunate. I guess we call it a day and go home. It it really is. It's really unfortunate. Because if somebody has traveled through time recently, well, all we need is a little bit of that their blood and it unlocks for us. Great. So you're a bunch of time travelers now? No, no. That would be you. Okay, I think you have me confused with someone else. Uh, no, no, we don't. What are you talking about? But you don't know, and that's just fine with me. And, uh... He, like, looks over behind you, and you hear some footsteps, and you hear, um, some boots clacking on the smooth stone surface. Can I try and break the grips on my arms and grab one of the knives in the boots and fight my way? Make a strength check. Yay! (laughs) 
19. You don't break the the binds of your arms. Sorry, I'm more just like the people holding on to my arms, not the bindings themselves. You really wrench your arms to the side, and both of the tieflings hold on to you, just barely. Holy shit. And uh, pull you upright again. They didn't realize that you were trying to go for the dagger, though. And you look back, and uh, the tiefling X, he's he's a large man. He's like 6'4 or something, and, and built uh, an even larger tiefling. Same purple dark skin and, and dark purple hair, but older, middle-aged. Oh, look, Mr. X, you're, your father's just as ugly as you are. He looks over at, at X, and he's like, is this another storm wind? And X goes, yep, that's right. <laughs> uh, around you, you hear lots of footsteps, and probably about 15 people in uh, these black robes all come step down and, and like line up in a big circle in, in this little uh, inlay, in this stone inlay. Kalima! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, have you watched Sorry. Indiana Jones yet? Yeah. <laughs> it's the middle of the day, but you know. Um, <laughs> Let's let's jump cut back a little bit to um, the B team. Woo! What? Why are we the B team? <laughs> yeah, where the hell are we? <laughs> you, I mean, I assume you guys are on the beach still. Yeah, wait. I think we're the A team. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I'll give it to you. So, what do you guys? What, what are, are you? What's the plan here? Are you guys just? What are you doing? I'd say we lock we lock arm, but yes. Yep, I agree. Let's lock arms. Okay, let's lock arms. Sing kumbaya. And fuck with the stones on the belt. <laughs> okay, what's 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 the order of arm locking? Um, I'm going to say I'm next to Aziza. Yeah, I'll be in the middle. So you're going to be across. I've got the belt, so I don't care who I'm next to. I'm thinking you guys are in a circle of four people, like Rose. Yeah, so. So so yeah. we got we got Rose, then Aziza, then Anthel, then Xander. Yes. Yeah. Okay, what do you do to the stone, Xander? We touch the stone. Well, we all we all have our hand on the belt too, right? Like locked yeah. arms and all on the belt. Okay, like messing with it. All right. Yeah. Are you gonna like? Are you gonna touch the the stone? I'm gonna touch the stone. Yep. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. Okay, Xander puts out his thumb and and touches the the top flat part of the the black stone with the little white runes. And it glows for a second, and to any outside observer, you guys would turn into smoke. Um, but for you guys, you just see a flash, and then it's really dark. You guys are still standing in the same exact position. It's really dark. It's kind of, it sounds like muffled, and the air totally changes. It's now like crisp and kind of cool. Um, it's not windy or, or smells like uh, the sea at all. And that's like super striking. And it's really dark all around you. It takes you guys a second for your eyes to adjust. But after a second, you realize you're kind of in this big tent with black wall, with like all black walls. <laughs> and you guys are standing on uh, maybe like a 10 foot stone platform with the same like white painted runes that are on this on this little stone. So you guys just transported. Nice. <laughs> you, uh, Rose Rose unlocks arms. She like looks at the stone and then looks at the floor and then she's like, "Wait, wait a second. Did, did you guys have a way back?" <laughs> Still working on that one. We have one track mind. 
<laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay, what do you guys do? Let's focus on your father. So, I have uh, dark vision. So, can I see any glimmer of light, like anywhere where there would be a, you know, a slit in the tent? We're in the tent. Yep. Okay. There's uh, there's two there's two slits. We'll say one is to your left, and it's like a formal opening um, mm-hmm. that looks like flaps to this this big square tent. And then to your right, there's like a, a rip in it that's like maybe about from head height to the floor, um, and a couple. Of, it's like flapping in a light breeze. Okay, so I whisper to Xander. Careful. I'm like, go see what's out the front door. Yeah, and also, yeah, there's basically nothing else in here. There's like a little, uh, a little table, like a little wooden table off on one of the sides of the of the tent but there's just the two openings where's the front door well there's the formal opening and then the rip and they're on opposite sides which one do you want me to go out yeah i point towards the formal entrance i point towards the ripped entrance (laughs) okay so i'm gonna sneak over to the formal entrance okay anthel are you going back toward the ripped entrance no no i just i was pointing at it (laughs) okay i think we should check the back just to be safe but whatever okay we'll just say anthel you go and peek your way out the back yeah yeah i would i would do that if he doesn't i would check the back sure uh and you see out you just see like grassy hills that go quite a ways out and and like go kind of go up after uh, after a bit and then you can't really see like you'd have to duck your head out more Okay, but no people. No people, it's just, like, uh, landscape. Okay, I'm just going to signal to the rest of the group, like, like the no thing. There's nothing back here. Okay, so, Xander, um, poke your head out, and uh, you can make a stealth check if you'd like. Um, I'm going to make a stealth check. That's going to be 24. So your head really silently pops out. No. Boop! <laughs> <laughs> you kind of move with the uh, the slight breeze, and you... Look out, and you see another tent that is across from where you are, uh, and that's like a straight across. And then kind of between you on the right, you see two huge stone pillars. Okay, are there? do I see anybody outside? Um, are you going to poke your head out more? I'll, well, you can use the same check. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke my head out more. You poke your head out, and you look left to where the stone pillars are, and... Uh, you see that they're kind of in a big formation. I don't need to describe it again because you guys were listening to when I was talking to Kosov. Okay. You see a bunch of people wearing black robes and some people standing in the middle. And that's kind of what you're able to get a glimpse at. Okay. Is it like daytime outside or is it dark outside? It's daytime. It's the middle of the day. Okay. It's the same time that you guys were at on the beach. But in your peak, you think that you're far enough away where if you were quick, you could get behind one of the huge stone pillars. Like, it's pretty close. And, it, and like, it would fit, you know, two people or, you know, probably, like, three people side to side. That's how about how wide it is. Uh, and it's and it very tall. And how close are the people to the pillars? They are far away from the pillars. They're toward the center of this circle, 30, 35 feet away. Okay, so not close enough for me to just to like silently covertly assassinate somebody and steal their robes, right? <laughs> no. Uh despite what you might wish, this is not Indiana Jones. Uh, but off to your off to your right, the pillar would be between the the people and the rest of the structure. 
um, from this these objects. But there on your right, there are some more like broken pillars, and they're they're rather huge, kind of like lying on their side. Another place that you could probably crouch down and hide behind. Okay, and that's sorry. Say that one more time. So that's like another place right next to the pillars. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 gonna like poke my head and be like, I'm gonna relay that information on to everybody else and just basically say the coast is clear. There's people inside this pillar formation thingy. I'm gonna try to describe it again. You guys are in this tent. Across from this tent, probably a good forty feet, is another tent. On the the left side, you you poking your head out, you would have saw two very large pillars, uh, and they're standing tall and they're quite wide, wide enough to hide behind. On your right, you see some fallen pillars or like fallen stone um, that are kind of broken up. Uh, it's kind of grassy and hilly. On the left is where you saw inside this big stone circle, and that's where the uh, the people were. Okay, so okay. The, the big stone circles on your left from where the tent opening is. Okay, so I'm gonna like let everybody know what it looks like outside. Yep, and we should check. <clears throat> Sorry. What's uh? What was what was Anthel gonna say? I was gonna say we should check the other tent. Make sure no one will walk out behind us. If you tried to go, if you ran a straight shot to the other tent, it's very likely that somebody would see you. What if you're really stealthy? Yeah, it's too risky. What about the back? There's the back rip. From where you looked out, from the back rip, it really looked like there wasn't anything but landscape that you could see. Like, you kind of looked left and right, and it just looked yeah. like landscape. So the front of the tent is, like, where stuff is. But um, off to the right, what you if you ran straight for it, you'd probably be spotted, but you could potentially run off to the right from the tent toward the broken, uh, broken stone and then kind of go around the broken stone toward the other tent kind of a, the long way around. Why don't we have Aziza just catch the other tent on fire and see if we can distract the people? That's an excellent thought. Okay, how do you want to do it? Uh, I would like to use a sorcery point. Wait, we should double check the plan that well, what happens as soon as that happens, what do the rest of us do? I say we get behind the pillars. Only three people can fit behind a pillar. You guys could all like pile up and hide behind them. Like, okay. Okay. You just wouldn't like, you know, they're they're three people wide. So like, I don't know how many how wide that is shoulder width, but like you could easily hide all of you behind them. Okay. You're going to silently cast the spell. Yes, I'm going to silently cast. I'm assuming from the tent that I that firebolt will be enough to catch it aflame, I hope. Yeah. Would they see it go across though from our tent? They potentially would. Mars, what about your your little light cantrip thing we could light this tent on fire while we're in it <laughs> i think you guys hear like um some some chanting so i don't think you you'd have to um i think you could just whisper the spell um i don't think you have to spend a sorcery point but okay. you guys hear you guys hear some you guys start hearing some chanting okay the, our tent or the other tent i think if we catch this tent on fire it's going to draw too much attention to where we already are rose is like well what if you cut the uh the like back of the tent on fire and we ran out the front while they were looking at the back yeah i mean that's a good idea hide behind the pillars and have them run past sort of thing i move toward actually i don't even move towards the back of the tent i just stand at the front of the tent and i cast firebolt to the back of the tent okay kosif uh, uh, the people around you start chanting in a in a language that you certainly do not recognize is it not draconic 
It is it is not draconic. Nah, worth a shot. That uh somebody handed the older tiefling, the the big older tiefling, handed him uh like an old book. And he's like looking in it, turning a page really slowly and looking at it as as they're kind of chanting around you and they've all at this point like kind of kneeled down close in a big in a circle around this pillar. Y'all are fucking crazy. You don't understand what you're doing. And he nods to X, and X takes out a, a little dagger and goes over to you and grabs uh, both your wrists. <laughs> Holy shit. Do we see this? Wait, Mars, wait. Uh... No, you don't. You're about to cast Fireball. He gently pricks the back of each of your hands, uh, holds it up. Uh, he handed off the, the red gem to the the older tiefling, and the older tiefling just holds it under your hands. So you've got like two little pricks on the backs of your hands. I keep my hands turned palm down, but I'm confused. I thought you said he held it under my hand. So your wrists are bound together. Oh, okay. And he held up your wrist and then he poked each of the backs of your hands. So your hands are like facing each other. Gotcha. And he's just holding your wrists above the gem so that the blood drops down onto the gem. Nothing really happens. It just drops onto it. He let, lets your wrist go, and uh, the couple of uh, tieflings who were holding you, uh, they take a couple steps back with you. X, like, winks at you. The older tiefling, he turns towards the stone pillar with the old book in his left hand and the softball-sized red gem in his right. He says, For Ur's grace. And then uh, they all chant around with him, For Ur's grace. He steps over to the brass pillar and, like, turns the uh, jam in his hand. And Aziza casts Firebolt and the back of the tent lights up in flames. What do, uh, what, what do you guys do? What do Xander... Uh, Anthel and Aziza do right when that happens. Well, the plan was to like run into the like the hide behind the pillar, right? Yep. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. So let's do that. I'm I'm game for that. If that was the plan, let's do it. Uh, the three of you in rows run out, go immediately behind this pillar, and angle yourself so that the center of this big circle is between or is on the other side from you from from this pillar, and you guys pretty quickly get behind it. And it doesn't seem like anybody saw you come out of there. Kosa, from your vantage point, the large tiefling turns and looks at this fire that just lit on this tent. And uh, he turns back to uh, X and he goes, Exus. And he closes the book with a with like a thump. And he, and he hands it and he's like, you know your job. Preserve the prophecy. And X takes it and he's like, but she's here. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. You know your place. No, I I should stay. And the larger tiefling, like, backhands him across the face really hard. Nice! <laughs> X, like, turns back up, and he strides past toward, for, like, behind you, Kosev, where the, where the tents you came out of were. The tiefling nods at the rest of his, uh, the people in the circle, like, to, to sit back down. Because they were about to like get up and stand, he slams the red gem into the hole in the middle of the brass. The brass plate slides across the top of this pillar, like magically slides across, and uh, it sounds it sounds like a music box starts to, to starts to play. 
No! Over by the the four of you behind the pillar, um, you guys hear it as well, and it's uh, like ringing through the ground. Oh god. Can I stealthily draw my sword just to be ready? I'm going to draw my rapier. Yeah, absolutely. And so does Rose. She draws her sword. Over to your eyes' left, you can see another pillar. And then over to your right, you you see a pillar on either side, you know, spaced out evenly. Right, right, yep. The one to your right shines up around it in purple light. And then the one that you are standing behind lights up in red light. The one to your left doesn't light up. (laughs) (laughs) You hear some shouts. Kosa, from your vantage point, you see the large tiefling shout orders. He says, Group A. And he, like, points the burning tent, and they run off. And he's like, Group B with me. Group C, take the time mover. Do we hear this? Yes. He's, like, shouting orders, right? And Kosa, you will see that on to your left and right, there are two pillars across from each other that lit up purple. And then the two pillars that are, like, to the left of them lit up red. And this music box music is still still playing around you. You see the runes around this large stone ring start to light up. All of the rest of the Dragon Club members are either going towards the burning tent or back toward the other tents. And they're getting out of the middle of this stone ring. Anthel doesn't know what is happening, but everyone else does and you should stop it. <laughs> they start to drag you out and the the large tiefling... The older, the older tiefling. I'm gonna to refer to him as the older tiefling. He walks out, kind of nearby you. Okay. I mean, when they start actually trying to pull me, that's when I want to start act, uh, resisting again. I want to try and break out of their grass. Yeah, make a strength check. And seventeen. Yep, you break out one, then the other. Uh, you have an opportunity to grab the the dagger on the boot of the one. I would like to do that, and I would like to also stab someone next to me with it. Okay, yeah, you pull it uh, out of the boot and you stab uh, the tiefling who is just holding you, and he shouts out and falls. The large tiefling turns and he's like maybe ten feet away from you. He's like, no, everyone needs to be out of the center. I shuffle toward the gem. <laughs> okay, you shuffle toward the gem. At this point, can I can I run around the corner? Yeah, you guys all hear a ruckus. I hear the yell and I want to run in. Okay. Uh, Xander, you're going to do the same, and Aziza? How, how chaotic is it right now? Like, is it pretty chaotic at this point, or is it still pretty orderly? Um, it's started to get chaotic. There's a group that are, like, running kind of past you guys, not looking at your in your direction, toward the fire um, at the back of the tent. There is, if you were to peek around, you would see, like, um, everybody clearing in the way, um, kind of moving... It's it's north, but it, it's down from what you guys see on the map. Moving toward other other tents, and you would look around and see Kosef just stab a dude and <laughs> start like comically shuffling, kind of like when your pants are like around your ankles towards the uh, the center of this thing. And uh, Kosef, as you do so, the um, the brass pillar starts to retract into the ground. Do I see the brass pillar retracting also? Yep. I'm going to dash over to the bat brass pillar. Okay. It's like 40 feet away. So you'd have to use your dash. You'd actually have to dash at like as your action. Yell it out. Should I dash for it? Dash for it. I'm dashing for it. Okay. Meanwhile, Anthel and Aziza and Rose, you look out and you see um, this old tief- older tiefling man run towards uh, a downed tiefling and nearly effortlessly pick up his body and throw it 
15 feet <laughs> out of the middle of this ring and <laughs> turn shit. back towards you. His eyes open wide as he makes eye contact with Aziza. And he goes, Exus wasn't wrong. And you recognize your father. I would recognize him. You absolutely recognize him. Yes. Oh, man. I'm having like a meltdown right now, guys. Uh, he, he looks at you and he, he goes, Help us. Clear the portal. Get these idiots out of the way. Um, release my friend. He's like, he, he like, like, looks confused. He's like, what? Who? Kosif. And I point towards Kosif. He looks, he's like, the time mover? And then he like, has this realization, and he looks at you. You, you haven't been here very long. And then uh, Kosif and Xander get to the pillar at the same time, and it's slowly retracting. And I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to do something. I'm going to try grabbing the red gem from out of the pillar. That was my plan, too. Again, it has the, the brass sheet that went over the top. So it's like a it's like solid brass. Uh, so you grab at it, and it's solid brass. I want to use Commander Strike to have... Uh either Kosif or, or Xander, I don't know who has the higher attack or whatever, see if they can knock it out with, like, a weapon. Maybe Xander, because he's free. Can I do that? Yeah, my hands are bound. Yeah, absolutely you can. Hell yeah! Because I, I hit the last one with my sword, and it knocked it out of that guy, out of uh, X's hand, so I'm thinking hit it with your sword, and Commander Strike only lets you do an attack, so I'm gonna say attack it off the thing if that works <laughs> well the gem is like inside, inside. of this pillar well, and like this brass sheet covered the top of it right. can i can i try one thing too before he does that yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna use like the goblinoid powder i'm gonna try freezing the i'm gonna try freezing the pillar with the goblinoid powder that i have wow that's fucking awesome yeah it's amazing yes yeah yeah, you pull it out of this pouch and you like <laughs> throw it down with all the intent in your heart to freeze it, and uh, you see ice crystals form all the way around this brass pillar and and on the ground, and it grinds to a halt. Halt, and so does the music, and the pillar stops like slowly spinning and retracting for a second. As he does that, I'm going to use my commander strike on Kosif so that he can use his dagger because it's smaller to try to like pick out the 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 whatever. So the the your hands are not bound by metal things. They'd be like like tight leather. So yeah, I'd give Kosef of you an opportunity based on the commander strike to like cut yourself cut your hands free. I'm gonna get rid of my my one one of my superiority dice for that. I thought you wanted me to use it to, to like pry off the the sheet or something the the bronze. No, sheet. no. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, then I'll definitely free myself first. Uh, you're able to cut your, your hands free. Uh, your legs are still bound in, in chains. It'd be really hard for you to run. The large tiefling uh, looks over at Kosef and looks back at Aziza. Are you going to help me or not? If I release the time traveler, will you help me? I can't <laughs> let you release more dragons into the world. Yeah. He looks frustrated and goes, ah, you don't understand and i don't have time to explain it to you now and he uh throws out his hand and what's your ac is 14 uh he throws out his hand and you are forced off your feet backward uh, but i'm right in front of the pillar do i hit the pillar sure 
Yeah. You hit the pillar and stop and then slump to the ground. And he reaches out towards uh, Xander and Kosef. Xander, do you have any extra weapons on you? Any what? <laughs> I've got a short sword, yes. Do you have any extra weapons? Like another dagger or another sword? I've got a short sword, yes. <laughs> okay, thanks, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. You hand him a fucking short sword. Uh, I'd like you both to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, give me three seconds. Ooh, threw it off the desk. <sighs> this is so intense. Oh, 17. Natural 20 plus my 7. Ooh. Woo! Dang. Kosef, as you're handed this sword, you are pushed from the back and you slam into the pillar and kind of trip over it because it's only like a couple feet off the ground now instead of being like right. a ch- maybe chest height. Uh, it, it's moved down to a couple feet and you kind of trip over it and uh, it's cold <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're kind of uh, land on your knees inside and it hurts. You'll take seven damage. Oh, damn. Xander, you see this like wave of dense air come at you and you like skirt out of the way. Just skirt out of the way, though. Anthel, I'll give you a chance to do something and then it'll be Kosef and, and Xander. <sighs> How far away am I from the gem? 30 feet. 30 feet. Fuck. 35 35 feet, I think. How close am I to the big guy? I think you're pretty near Aziza. You haven't gone down into the lip where, like, you know, the lip or the ring. Okay, well, I know what what I'm going to do for my bonus action. I'm just going to call it what it is. The the portal ring. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, like, foot or so down onto this flat stone that's in the earth. What are you going to do? You're going to delay? No, I'm trying to think what I'm going to do. So I know what I'm going to do with my, my bonus action. I'm trying to think what I should do with the rest of it. How how close am I to the big guy again? Actually, probably about the same, like maybe 35 feet. <sighs> Fuck. All right, well, I know that I'm going to use Rally on my uh, as my bonus action to bolster the resolve of Aziza. I'm going to tell her to get up and fucking do something as well as give her temporary hit points equal to the dice roll plus my charisma modifier. Um, so I'm going to spend that dice... So Mars, add five to your health, temporarily. You mean Aziza. Woo! Aziza, sorry. And get up and do something! I think you'd be able... You, used, you did that as a bonus action, right? Yeah, that's that's a bonus action. Okay, I think you'd be just in range to do to move your full movement and take a single swing. I know you can attack twice now, but yeah. he's, he's far just away. out of that attack range. Yeah, so you'd be able to run up... If you want to just full sprint at him and and take a single swipe, I I do want to do that. I was trying to figure that out because I'm I'm not going to be any use with the mechanical thing, and if, if I can be a distraction, then hell yeah. Okay. Do you yell anything cool? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, guys. Help me out. I mean, I just yelled, "Do something to to Aziza. Do something." Yeah. And I'm going to yell. Okay. Yeah, just do something to Aziza, and I'm going to run straight for him. Yeah, make an attack roll. <sighs> 24. He he looks at your red blade as it comes towards him in kind of like a recognition and he like puts up his his arm in like a kind of like a blocking stance. You come down straight on it. He's bigger than you, but your your sword hits this like invisible barrier and it slides him back. There's like a shock wave that happens around him and for a second you can like see this magical barrier around him Ooh, and he winces interesting kosef and xander xander first 
Alright, Xander is going to say see through and look at the stone pillar to see if there's any way I can, if there's like anything I can use to pick a lock. Um, you mean the brass pillar? The brass pillar, yes. I'm still saying see through and I'm going to see if there's like any way that I can actually like pick the lock. Okay, um, there is no discernible lock. You see these mechanisms within the brass and beneath the the stone that are like both like you see you can see elements of magic but there's lots of like gears and uh machinery you can tell that there it could be broken if you could get in somehow there isn't like a lock on the top or like a keyhole or anything okay um is it still my still my move how far is aziza am i still able to like shout something at her yeah, totally. You can chance something at her. She's 30-ish feet away, yeah. I'm going to shout at Aziza to, like, blow the ground out, if you can, around the pillar. Okay. Around the brass pillar. Okay. <laughs> and maybe you help, I don't know, do you help Kosef to his feet? I'm going to help Kosef. I'm... Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm going to help. Get... I'm going to go over to Kosef. Cut his binds. If he's, like, chained up. Yeah, if he's, like, if he's shackled up, like, am I able to pick the lock on the shackle? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. Sweet. Is this like a sleight of hand? Mm, yeah, sure. Boom, that's going to be 20 plus, do I have time, or times two my proficiency on that, since I'm picking a lock? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're double proficient, if you have expertise in it, then yeah. Yeah, so for lock picking, yeah. Okay, so plus 10, so it's going to be 10 plus 10, so that's 20. Yeah, you're able to pick it, um, and the shackles come off your legs, Kosef, what do you do? Man, it's good to see you guys. So, uh, we know that Aziza's going to try and blow up the pillar. That's what's going on? Well, we don't know that for sure, but I mean, I yelled at her to, like, blow the ground out. If I blow the ground out, <laughs> it might continue, because it's frozen there right now, right? Yes. And the only spells I have are fire. Like, my most powerful spells are fire. I would likely melt whatever is holding it in place. So the question is, if is is whatever fire spell I have hot enough to, like, say, melt it. What if I try and pry it out first, and then if, if the ice breaks and it starts moving, then we can try and throw fire at it? Okay. The brass pillar creaks. <laughs> yeah, no, we've, got, we've got to act. We're on, like, a time delay here. So uh, we've got to do something. We've got to break the mechanism. Is there any kind of latch or opening or space where I can, like, shove the end of the short sword in and use it as a lever to try and pry off the top or pry open the top? the brass you look at the top of this brass pillar it's about maybe a foot in diameter or a little less the sheet that went over the top slid beneath the like rim of this brass pillar and you you would have seen inside this rim this wall of brass was like you know a place to put the gem into the sheet it it's like connected all the way around as far as you can tell um you could certainly like put something at the seam but what's going to happen i i can't really say uh so you could try to put something between like the lip of the wall of the brass and the sheet like that that seam you could try to put something in there all right i'm gonna fucking try and shove the end of the sword in and pry it open what about that uh, dagger you just took so you don't break your sword? <laughs> I mean, it's not my sword, but all right, I'll use the dagger. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I'll yeah. use the dagger. Do what you want. 
I will okay. so assassinate you. <laughs> so it's like it's like this. Uh, it's like a thin. It's like a sigh, if you know what that is. Uh, it, it's like a long, thin dagger, and uh, you p- put it in there and um, go ahead and make a strength check. Uh, that mm, one. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you slip. And uh, the 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 knife d- finds no purchase in the seam, and it creaks and starts to move a little bit slower and downward. Fuck, Aziza, blow it! I'll be okay. <laughs> the old tiefling uh, stands up and like puts up his left hand, like he's going to swear an oath or something. From your side, where the tent is burning, a volley of firebolts come down toward you, Aziza, uh. from the Dragon Club members that were there. <laughs> Here he sees 14. Yes. Miss. Can I get it out of the way? Two. Miss. Miss. Holy shit. I'm dodging so, so much right now. No, they got bad aim. They're like stormtroopers of the d <laughs> world. <laughs> A bunch of firebolts fall around you, and two of them smash into your side, and uh, they burn a little bit. You take 13 points of damage. Ah, oh, 13. The... Older tiefling puts his hand uh, back and like 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 his right hand back. One of the dragon club members on the other side of this large stone um, ring throws this black tendril that wraps around his his right hand and yanks him backward, and he's uh, like pulled out of the ring. Hmm. Do I have an opportunity attack if that happens? Yep. You do. Nice catch. Where is Rose in all this? Um, I think she's next to you and stunned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, fine. Can do I do I have an opportunity to attack, or could I possibly like use a strength check or something? Do it. No, you get an opportunity to attack for sure. Uh, seventeen plus seven again. Twenty. Oh, Jesus. You hit against this magical barrier with your your sword, and you feel something slip through, and you you go you slice through it, and it doesn't hit him, but he still winces uh, again, and, and he's pulled out as he's pulled out of the ring. Uh, Aziza, what are you gonna do? Okay. Uh, Rose Rose turns to you and is like, uh, "No, don't hurt my dad." That is the problem with fireball, guys. If I cast fireball on that thing, you are both going to have to make a dexterity saving throw because it is a 20-foot radius sphere. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they are prepared for it. I'm okay. Do it. Okay, I cast fireball on it. Do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Does it hit me, too? No. Well, let's move that. It's a 20-foot A bright sphere. streak flashes from my finger point. <laughs> And blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame. No, it doesn't. Okay, that's good. Uh huh. I have my shield out, by the way. Just FYI. Each creature within a 20 foot radius sphere centered on the point must make a dexterity saving throw. The target takes 8d6 fire damage. Yep, or half as much on a saved throw? Yep. Okay, roll 8d6. <laughs> oh my god. Total. Xander and Kosef make a dexterity saving throw. Nine for me. That is going to be 13 for me. That's not enough for either of you. So you guys both take okay, so 16 damage. I'm able to see her though, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm able... So she is an attacker. I'm going to use my uncanny dodge 
and I'm going to take half that damage. Cool. I'm going to use Absorb Elements. I'm going to take okay. half that damage, and my sword's <laughs> going to light on fire. Yeah. Okay. Have 15 life. <laughs> okay. You guys, you guys both take eight damage and are uh, uh, back. pushed backwards. I guess you're not thrown. I you're probably thrown off your feet, but it's not going to matter. Uh, and that fireball is, is is hitting right as this stone pillar is a couple of inches and then moving down toward and that and that's when it hits right when it looks like it's going to the bottom and the entire ring lights up red oh fuck and no. the red portal opened uh, oh shit fuck. and I think that's where we're going to leave no! it. Why? Why? <laughs> Why you went through that whole thing just to have it not work? God damn it. Thank you.